Hello there, welcome back to the Library of Audio Fiction, where we have dramas, books, stories, actual plays, and a few other things. I'm the Acquisitions Librarian, responsible for collecting and cataloguing all of the new podcasts. So the first show this week is Ghost Wax. This is a horror podcast, which is very heavily Magnus Archive inspired, as they will happily admit. It follows a character called Owen Vonsid, who is what's referred to as a reclaimer. So he's someone who goes along to crime scenes or similar and has a way of speaking to the deceased and allowing them to sort of give their statement to steal a term on what happened to them in an attempt to hopefully find out what happened and then deal with the consequences. Obviously this leads to essentially a horror anthology show in which people have generally been murdered fairly spectacularly. They're usually missing various bits by a set of roughly Lovecraftian monsters which all kill you in strange and unusual ways. So there are living mannequins, there's sort of replacement, there is a sort of ice creature in such a way that, now annoyingly, obviously having listened to Magnus first, you go into it and you start assigning these things to the relevant fears. This is a bit silly because, of course, Magnus intentionally related all of his monsters to obvious human fears. So the dark, hunting, uneasiness. So it's quite easy to see those as overall tropes in horror things in general so even if it is Magnus inspired you can't just say oh yes this is a version of the hunter or whatever the creatures themselves obviously tend to be a little more different a little unusual but the parallels are fairly easily drawn although amusingly I realized that of course given the nature of the bringing back the dead to give their statement you could also point as a parallel to pushing daisies the rather excellent tv show which was a not really a horror it's a comedy crime with Lee Pace bringing the dead back to life via his touch. One obvious point where this deviates from Magnus fairly quickly is that whereas that started quite slow, had a long build-up of the statements being creepy things and eventually Sims finding out what was going on, here the so Von Sid, the reclaimer, is well aware of what's going on and is using the information to hunt down these monsters. So there is already around him a team of people who are present. There's Luca, Faraday... May, a variety of people who pop in and help him sort of bring these things down. It's a much more active approach to horror, which is quite pleasing to see. It still uses sort of the recorded media. So these are all essentially audio logs being recorded on wax cylinder, or the ghost wax of the title. But it's a much more dramatised full cast work, with the various stories also being told by their original corpses. I'd listened to the first couple of episodes some time ago, and I'd slightly forgotten it, just because I, I see a lot. But I was reminded of it again by a post on the uh, Audio Drama subreddit this week. And I went back to it and I crashed through like the first 12 episodes. It's very good. I'm trying to avoid just smashing all of it at once, but yes, very enjoyable. Another one I went back to is Mockery Manor. I've listened to the first episode of Mockery Manor about four times. And I don't know quite why I've never pushed past it, but have struggled till now. I listened to Ghosted a couple of weeks back, you might remember, and that's kind of tweaked me back into the Longcat Media universe, so I finally decided, sod it, get on with it, listen to Mockery Manor, and I'm glad I finally got past it. So this is set in the 1980s at a British theme park, akin to Alton Terrors, Chessington World of Adventures, etc., but being headed by Margot Mockery, so quite a personality-driven thing slightly weird theme park just in terms of how 
the areas are perhaps a little bit over the British, shall we say. But we mostly see it through the eyes of two main characters. Primarily one main character, JJ, who is one half of a pair of identical twins who are working at the park over the summer. So there is JJ and Betty, a slightly posher twin. Obviously, because they're twins, they're played by one actor. So she is excellent at sort of switching between the slightly more common voice and the slightly more polished finishing school posh Betty in a way that you know it's the same actor, but at the same time, you're quite impressed by how the switch happens. I did see her at one of the Pod UK events in Birmingham a couple of years ago, pre-pandemic. And it's quite funny remembering the way she would do an episode of Mockumentary there, sort of switching her body left to right as she did the different voices, sort of a change of physical to match the vocal. Quite a impressive trick. I couldn't do it, certainly. Generally a fairly impressive cast anyway. There's a lot of sort of second voicing going on in the tradition of British radio where you have, you know, other voices played by members of the cast. But you can't really tell. You've got a couple where you think, ah, oh, yes, it's them again. But it's subtle. Not quite sure how to describe it. It's vaguely pegged as horror comedy. It's a little more comedy mystery, perhaps in that there are a number of murders going on, and also a big cat. There's a nice tie-in here with the, let's say, the rumours slash moral panic of the big cats of, used to be, I think it was Bath and Wells? God, where was it? Footnote. It was Bodmin, specifically the Beast of Bodmin Moor. Bath and Wells was a bishop who featured in Blackadder, and the Absolute Power BBC radio program. But there's been these hints of a big cat roaming around certain areas of the country, which is quite a nice tie back to. But there's a lot going on. So there's a lot of interrelationships here between the different characters. You have the main sort of like plot, the doings and misdoings of JJ and Betty, but there's a lot tying the other characters together. It's quite dense. I think I did do best listening to it in one go, because I say there's a lot of tweaks you pick up on that you think, ah, that makes sense later, that you wouldn't necessarily get if you had time between them. It does do quite well as a, a short listen. But yeah, complex, fun, has a lot to it, a lot of depth. I just paused before the finale of season one, so I'll get to those and have a little break before I come back to season two, I think. They just started releasing season three. And finally, a brand new one. So Cry Havoc. This is the new podcast by David K. Barnes, the let's say genius, behind Wooden Overcoats, one of my favourite podcasts, and one of the few to make me tear up towards the end of it. It took a lot of seasons, but it got there. Just pushed my buttons just enough the last bit. So this was an obvious, easy, automatic listen. Where Wooden Overcoats was set on a small island in the channel, this is set in ancient Rome. It's set just after the death of Caesar. So we have Gaius and Mark Antony and Lepidus attempting to form a triumvirate and... Basically make sure Rome doesn't fall apart. They've got a bit of a problem in that they're poor, they're hungry, not enough food to go around, and they've got a lot of soldiers they need to feed and pay. So there's a fairly obvious immediate source of conflict there that can drive the plot along. Also, the next big plot point is the appearance of Cleopatra, who's popping in to say hello, and having got off with Caesar, there's a few familial ties to cause problems, so quite a lot going on. Very early days... But it does feel a bit more serialised than Overcoats did. Overcoats had character growth, obviously, but followed a very nice classic plot per episode sort of format structure. This feels a little less strong in that, possibly aiming for a more continuous plot system 
where it builds a little more obviously and there's not quite as strong a stop at the end of each episode be interesting to see whether that continues or not but it's an obvious listen you know you trust a creator you think yep listen to that regardless and it's worth it happily enjoying it so yeah an easy one to add to the to listen to list i think and that's that if you're interested in finding more audio fiction it's all catalogued at audiofiction.co.uk or there's the running feed on twitter at audio drama debut anyway cheerio